This is Lightning Lore with Paul Kennedy, Henry Paul, and Lightning founder, Phil Esposito. Our network televised a series of barnstorming games throughout the state as you were doing what? Convincing the league it would work here? You were bringing in McNall, we, well, McNall and Gretzky, yeah. the Rangers, Boston, we your connections, we the Devils that. with Lou Lamorello. But we did that at the Dome, that exhibition game we put on. Um, and the ice lasted up until the last eight or ten seconds of the game. And Wayne Gretzky, he was so good. He came with me out to the outfield, to the in corporate the tents of yeah. uh, Outback and Hooters and all these places and said hi to people. And he said, Phil, anyway, anything I can do to help you, I'm there. So when we got... Played at the Dome, if you remember, we had a $99 ticket around the first row on the glass. Then I wanted to do a $66 ticket. The second row because of Mario Lemieux. But Mario was supposed to play in that game. And at the last minute, he decided it's not Pittsburgh to play. Pittsburgh in L.A., yeah. right? So what, what quickly developed is it was Tampa against St. Pete. Yes. And this is Absolutely. something that people don't knew. realize today how that has faded away but it was a real problem and a real issue to deal with so what happened is the carmanos group rutherford and carmanos CompuWare, and they had a history in junior hockey they decided to go for the franchise too we didn't know until <clears throat> at the indictment of alan eagleson that they had made a secret deal with st petersburg to exclude us from reaching an agreement oh, yeah to play in the dome over there. They had a secret agreement. They would not negotiate they with us. They spiked you on the dome? That's why we went to the fairgrounds. But the despi first year. despite that, we, we wanted to prove that hockey could work here. So it was all the way through, it was odd bed bedfellows and strange situations. But they ended up allowing us to put the exhibition game in there. And they thought, you know, Al Eagleson apparently had told them that. Espo doesn't have a chance. It's going to be Carmanos and Rutherford who's going to do yeah. it. And he was helping them behind the scenes. But we put the game on. We took the risk. And it turned out that uh, I was told that that was the largest gross ever in the history of the National Hockey League, over $500,000 for a game back in 1990. It was the largest crowd in the history of the league they had ever seen. They had never seen an indoor crowd of 28,000. Well, our playoff 000. game. It would yeah. come, but then it had to be startling. Yeah, so, I it, mean, it, it, it was, wasn't official because it was a preseason game, right? But it was the largest uh, indoor crowd uh, ever, ever to see the game. And I, I remember very vividly having young kids, right? We were putting them up there to see where that we could put the ice so that it would be the most advantageous to watch the game. And guys would be, we'd be yelling, how's it from over there? <laughs> <laughs> the only arena in the league that had a center field. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, you know, it, it, turned it, out that goes it was down a, party, the, a party atmosphere. Yeah, that area, the NFL took a lot from that and yeah. expanding their fan experience. How we had all those games and events. And I know John uh, Franzone knows about that, what, a, what an influence that had on sports around the country. But uh, I digress. Going back to, we had to raise the money. That was one issue. Then we had to find a place to play. And we're driving around. I was coming back and I said to him, you're telling me 
there's no place in this whole area that we can put 10,000 people in a building. We had just come back from a meeting in St. Pete. That they threw us. And they said, basically, we're, we're not going to sign an agreement with you. We're not giving. I said, actually, it was Henry that said, why don't you just give us and give the Carmelis group the same agreement. Whoever gets the franchise, fine. But they wouldn't do that. They still wouldn't do that for us. So we're driving back and Phil's going, you know, I have a great sense of direction. Oh, and so lost in a phone booth. So I, <laughs> invariably, I would go into the, uh, we went through the toll booth, and I had to go in the line with 10 cars. So we were talking while we were sitting at the toll booth, and he goes, uh, where else is there? Is there any place else? I said, well, you know, they used to play soccer. Rowdy's used to play indoor soccer at the fairgrounds. Maybe we'll, we'll try there. <laughs> and so we got on the phone, and the next day we went over, and looked at it, and the rest is history. We played there that first year. It was unbelievable how we got in there. <laughs> there, there is not a day that I don't come down I four, headed to Hamlet, and I look over at the building and point <laughs> exactly. to it. They go, "Are you kidding me?" They played the National Hockey League. We, we had well tell the story about when they came. We also had to have plans for a permanent arena yeah, in we place, did. too. That was a whole nother thing. That was a but, whole So you're, on the protocol, the league says, okay, get the money, convince us you got the money, convince us you got a place to play. Yep. Well, you have no money and you have no place to play. But we had to, to have 10,000 seats. 10,000, but we didn't. The fairgrounds would only seat 9,400. Okay, you got to put 600 seats in there. But when they came down, <laughs> I don't know, maybe it was me. I said, push all those seats back. And I put the yellow tape, 200 by 85. You measure out a rank. Yeah. It had to be, it had to be 200 feet long. Yeah. And it had yeah to under be the plan of six wide. expansion. So um, when they came down, they're pacing it off and they're measuring. They're going, <laughs> well, you got 200 feet. Are you sure you can get 10,000 people in your film? I said, yes. I said, but these, these stands, they come out. Well, can we do that? I said, no, there's, there's an event here tonight. You can't do it. When that plane took off. Marcelo Boo, Jack Crumpy, Eddie Snyder. These are league people. Ed yes. Snyder yeah, from Eddie Philadelphia. Snyder, Jack Crumpy from New York. Uh, Billy Wirtz. Yeah. Bill Wirtz came down here yeah. to look at that Boy, building. He helped the us a lot. Bill, he helped Bill us a lot. Uh, a lot, and so did Jack Crumpy. Bill Wirtz helped you. Big Bill Wirtz got so did Jack soul. Crumpy, who was my boss at Madison Square Garden. When I was the manager, he These was the, the one. Three, that, most, three of the most powerful men in the National Hockey League. Well, he, he was the one that made me an offer I couldn't refuse. I either take the job or I don't work for Madison Square Garden. <laughs> On the next episode of Lightning Lore, Finding the Financing. What was I doing? <laughs> Practicing. <laughs> <laughs>